Alrighty, welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, but in a more analytical, thorough way, sort of, okay? Because I did talk about it before, um... It's among, like, the very first few episodes. If you'd like, you can go ahead and listen to that one. But that one was raw. And it was spontaneously recorded. So, yeah. (laughs) But here, I actually have an article um, from Healthline.com. And this is very much scientific and psychology. So, yeah. Now, without any further ado, this article is entitled... PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. PTSD causes why people experience PTSD. That's actually the title, the second thing I said. So, um, right. Post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD for short, for short, is a trauma and stressor related disorder that can occur after being exposed to severe drama. Uh, trauma, sorry. And PTSD is a treatable condition, luckily, or fortunately, and many people with PTSD are able to successfully manage their symptoms after receiving effective treatment. Definitely, if this is actually treatable and people have successful stories with it, like the symptoms have decreased uh, significantly, then I will consider having going for treatment because I don't know. I just feel like ninety percent of the symptoms are actually relatable. I don't know, but let's see. So we'll get to that in a moment. So causes of PTSD. We have a lot of causes here that are possible. So we have military combat, and military combat will cause PTSD. Especially because it involves a lot of violence, shock, a lot of like, you know, sudden, abrupt, abrupt noises of shootings and bullets and people dying everywhere and blood and gore. And it really is, really, really is shocking um, for someone. So this will cause PTSD, sexual or physical assault. The physical assault that leaves very dangerous terminal injuries and sexual, like, in rape. Um, or even BDSM, because BDSM is very, like, unnatural and traumatic, I think, an experience for the victims. And it's not really, like, it's not out of passion. I don't feel like it's out of passion at all. It's just a way to control someone and having them as a slave. You know, because BDSM, right? B as in... Uh, wait a minute. S, slave. M, more or less. I don't know, I forgot the words, but um, you can look them up in Google, but I, I hate BDSM overall. 
abuse or neglect. Um, this can occur in family situations where the child may be neglected or abused. Um, and it's, it leaves a child very, very traumatized and causes PTSD. Natural disasters. Um, especially the deaths of people and the shock that the natural disaster has, like the shaking of the earth, if it's an earthquake or a tsunami or a storm, they all have very traumatic um, side effects to them and cause PTSD. And uh, auto, auto accidents like motorcycles or driving, Definitely a huge cause of PTSD. A severe injury, traumatic birth in postpartum, terrorism, and or diagnosis of threatening illness. And also witnessing death. Uh, these most likely are causes of PTSD. Now, risk factors. Having a history of mental health disorders such as panic disorders, depression, or OCD. Well, when we say risk factors is what having PTSD may result in. So it might result in uh, panic disorders, depression, or OCD. Um, having little support from loved ones after the event. Oh, wait, actually, it's the opposite, like the things that will risk having PTSD and experiencing further trauma or stress around the event. They will be risk factors for the PTSD. Now, factors that make PTSD less likely, though, these are positive ones. Um, having a strong support network, and I do believe this is a huge part, like, for example, being a part of uh, Facebook support groups of PTSD, trauma, narcissistic abuse, recovery, all those groups, they help a lot. There are people who share their stories and, and people who comment with advice and em empathic, caring answers. Or even sometimes you'll see people lashing out on each other and arguing, but it's really like it's nothing. But the most important thing that um, these uh, groups will do is that they'll make you feel like you're part of a family. Like, really, these people are so freaking nice and they're really helpful. And, like, very recently already, I have a personal story to, to tell real quick. These, the people in the groups, like, they will put a smile on your face. Like, last time I posted, um, I said, <laughs> um, I saw, when I was walking by one time, I saw a black sheep. But I didn't see it in a herd, I saw it on, on, on its own. Which I didn't mention, but I just saw a black sheep. Which already, I think, is it, self-explanatory. And then I said, is that a sign? <laughs> And, um, one commented, bah, um, another commented, uh, it could be me. <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I said, uh, and then another commented, uh, it could also be me. And then I said, you know, I might actually join the crew. You know, I might actually be part of this crew. 
And then another one said, um, we will be a huge flock, but at least we have each other's company. Um, you know, things like that, jokes around, just very innocent, harmless jokes, you know, they, they'll, they'll put a smile on your face and you'll feel, you'll feel like there are people who actually think and care about you, even though they're strangers and maybe even a thousand miles away from you. But, you know, it's amazing. It's really amazing to have this opportunity to just talk to people who share the same stories as you and you're not alone. Um, Another one is learning to use positive coping strategies to address negative emotions. And this comes from um, education and also research, but also talking to people and asking them, especially people in these support groups, asking them questions and they will give you advice with like empathy and encouragement and it won't feel like it's uh, degrading or devaluing. <clears throat> Feeling good about the actions you took when you experienced the traumatic event. Yeah. Because at least you took the initiative to like decrease the shock uh, value that you received. So that's good. I'm sorry if I have a sore, not a sore, but like, a dry throat because I literally do have a throat, dry throat right now and I'm I was coughing very hard so sorry but you know at least I'm capable to speak my voice hasn't gone totally yet <laughs> now let's go to the juicy part of this article which is the symptoms of PTSD Intrusive thoughts, such as, if you can't stop thinking about the traumatic event. Yes, okay, you get flashbacks constantly. You feel like these flashbacks are out of your control. They're so fast and they're so abrupt. And you find yourself um, stuck within these thoughts. In your, and you're inside of your head, basically because of how severe the traumatic event is. Um, mood changes, such as feeling hopeless, numb, or anxious. And this pretty much is daily for me. Like, sometimes I'm walking on air, other times I'm feeling way low. Like, I don't even feel like talking to anybody, just hopeless, numb, and even worried, worried about, like, the next, um you know, consequences of stuff and just worried and stressed out. And it's terrible. Um, being easily startled. And this basically happens in sleep, which we'll talk about in a minute. And in general, just the least amount of noise or like um, whisper or talk or steps of anyone will startle you the easiest thing because that's how alert you are that's the thing with the post-traumatic stress disorder you're highly highly alerted over the smallest things and this actually let me tell you one time the the house was actually finally once empty and i was home alone but the thing that terrified me the most is that once i was home alone 
the noises that I kept he hearing were ten times louder. I almost felt like, I don't know if I was hallucinating or not, but I felt like maybe someone was trying to, uh, you know, burglar our house or just rob the house or walk upstairs and I'm scared that I don't want to move. I do move and check around, but I just don't see anybody. And that's the thing, is that you're so alert that the smallest, tiniest noise will have you startled. Startled. Next is feeling overwhelming shame or guilt. Yes, even over the smallest things, even over the, the things that you don't even have a responsibility over, like you'll feel guilty and shame and ashamed of it. And it's not just, you know, out of like desire, but it's because you've been trained to have to experience that, to have to feel guilty or be ashamed of it. Um, feeling disinterest in your relationships, careers, or hobbies. Yes. You pretty much lose interest in applying for jobs, um, lose interest in having anyone as like a partner of yours in a relationship or even hobbies. Like you give up the whole thing because you don't want to, because maybe if you, if you go that to that place or talk to that somebody or use that instrument or whatever, it reminds you of the, uh, the event and you don't want to deal with it, and you're stressed out and afraid and terrified, you just quit. You don't want to be interested in it anymore. Which I think also contributes to depression. Because a symptom of de one of the symptoms of depression is losing interest in the things you used to do, which include relationships, hobbies, and careers. So, sorry. But yeah. Um, flashbacks. Uh, almost reliving the traumatic event. And they are frequent, by the way. Nightmares. And this is why I hate sleep, even though I freaking love to sleep. Sleep is such a sacred thing that we have to, like, cherish and appreciate. But the thing with PTSD is that you get nightmares constantly. Like, there is no night where you can't have a nightmare. You always have to have a nightmare. Feeling emotionally distressed when something reminds you of the event. Yes. Um, and also, like, angry and really frustrated and just, like, emotional. Like, you're about to get out of your mind. You're about to lose it. Because of, cause of how... Because um, if you... Like, when, when you meet something or come across something that reminds you of that event, you'll feel extremely frustrated. And stress. Uh, struggling to sleep, concentrate, and or eat. Engaging in self-destructive behavior. Like drinking too much alcohol or smoking. Um, Self-harm. Suicidal thoughts. Panic attacks. And... Negative beliefs or expectations about oneself or others, even the world. Well, yes, unfortunately. So, 
these are the symptoms of PTSD. And I hate to say this, but I really, really find that the symptoms of PTSD most likely are behavior related, you know? They are emotional related as well, but it's in the pattern of behavior. It's always, it's constantly in a panic mode and you're freaked out and you're, you're just not stable after the trauma. Good thing is there are treatments of PTSD. There are talk therapies, medication, and lifestyle change. Let's talk about uh, talk therapies. Uh, there are three or four, I think. So, uh, first one is cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which, sorry about that, involves discussing the trauma and your symptoms and helping you implement better thought and behavioral patterns. If you talk about them, you know, it'll be relieving because you're, at, at a certain point, you're gonna have to face your fears and you're gonna have to talk about them. And when you talk about them, you know, the therapist will help you uh, figure out better behavior as well as emotional ways to deal with them. Exposure therapy. Talking about the trauma and working through in a safe environment to help you process the experience. And it's self-explanatory. Exposure therapy will expose you to the traumatic event and it'll of course it'll work with you in a safe environment where um which will help you process the experience little by little and finally eye movement uh desensitization and reprocessing emdr therapy and it involves moving your eyes from side to side while recalling the trauma so that you can process the event outside of the strong emotions attached to the memories it'll help you just the you know um distance the emotions away from the events so that you can remember the events in a rational way while moving your eyes so, very interesting medication for ptsd they suggested uh, serifalin, uh, which is Zopft, and Paroxetine, which is, uh, Paxil, I think it is. And finally, oh, actually, there's another one, emergency treatments. Uh, lifestyle change. You can start learning about PTSD to better understand your symptoms, like we just did now, to at least understand what you have and what you don't have, and if you relate to the sickness or not. Uh, meditating definitely helps, especially with the control of the size of the uh, amygdala inside the brain and the uh, challenge to help you concentrate on the present moment instead of panicking over the past and uh, past traumatic events. Exercising, which will <clears throat> uh, move the blood, you know, uh, help with the blood circulation, uh, decrease the discharge of cortisol, 
and definitely increase the production of happy hormones and happiness in general and feeling good um feel good hormones yeah journaling journaling is a very very powerful tool to do to to, to have and to exercise daily <laughs> if not just even just once a week or once in a while but journaling is extremely helpful when it comes to processing the events and the memories and the flashbacks that you have so that you at least you 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 get it out of your system basically and once it's out there and it's closed off you can actually relax and chill and don't have to worry about it as much because it's out there on the paper you left it it's peaceful move on attending a support group a very very good interesting idea um having a strong network of loved ones if the family is toxic or if friends are toxic or if the workplace is toxic you know you'll find people who will truly care and are empath empathetic in different um um places and atmospheres and i'm pretty sure that um the safe and secure relationship that they'll provide with you will have a strong network and finally reducing negative coping mechanisms such as misusing drugs and alcohol and preferably to not even approach them at all just avoid them you're only gonna intoxicate your body and make you addicted to the these toxins and then and it'll only destroy your liver and lungs and digestive system and brain and everything so forget it finally for uh, emergency treatments seek help immediately if there is the risk of uh, committing suicide or homicide or any sort of crime please please seek help immediately for uh, with emergency treatments and call those numbers which are available for support okay so um <clears throat> as of yet i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode or got something out of this episode i'm pretty i'm pretty sure you got something out of this episode um and learned from it the causes risk factors symptoms and treatments of ptsd and um I really, really enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed and loved recording this episode to talk about PTSD in a thorough, scientific way. Don't forget to check out the links on in the show notes for the merch, for the Facebook and Instagram page, and Patreon. Yay! So, okay, I'll be posting those links, and I'll see you in the next episode.